I have been all over the place. I'm a little hoarse. I've had kind of a strenuous week voice-wise, but <clears throat> um, I have just been full of emotion all week. Um, knowing that I would stand here today and, and you can about imagine um, I've just been all over the place with God and, you know, and seeking God and praying and, and, and Lord, wow, you know, and what do you do? And, and hey, there's our pastors. <laughs> they made it. <laughs> Hi, pastor. Fans travels. <laughs> well, look who she grabbed right away. Guests, <laughs> uh, these are our senior pastors, Pastor Lonnie and Colleen. And uh, like I said, they were, how far were you? Where were you? What state? Oh, you were South Missouri. Yeah, I knew that. West Plains, yeah. But still a haul down South Missouri. So anyway, I, like I was saying, is uh, full of emotion, um, being reunited, being reminded, guys, uh, we, were, we were separated from our Creator in the Garden of Eden. That story is real, and the fall of man is real. And I, as I'm reminded of that this week, I'm just thinking of, of what deception has been passed our way because of one act of disobedience to a holy God and how that has been passed on from generation to generation to generation to generation and then you know Jesus coming and and God loving us so much you know the love story is is that he he understands what happened he understands that that man was corrupted and and, and that we have been deceived and that we are um, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. Death by separation, and, and I always think of death this way, to me it helps me is not the grave, because the Bible says all of us will rise again, that it's appointed once for a man to die. We're all headed there. And that we all will be raised again, you know? So as I'm thinking of that, but what are we going to be resurrected to? The Bible is clear that some will be resurrected to death. Well, how do you resurrect, how do you die and resurrect to death, right? Death by definition and God's death, definition of death is an eternity separated from him. That is true death. That is where I'm lost and can't be saved. That's where we're gone forever. So I was thinking of that this week of, God, you've, you've made sure that I am being resurrected to life through your son, Jesus. That you are, the good news that we were surrounded with this week was that we have a God that loves us so much that if we would just get out of our own heads as, as, as grown adults, and quit worrying about what the media says and what the people says and what the naysayers say and what society in general says, what the world says, and just come to God as, with the faith of a child and say, Lord, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the Garden of Eden. See, you have to believe in the Garden of Eden first 
You have to believe that man did fall short of the glory of God. You have to believe that we were corrupted and that is, is, is real. And you have to believe there is falling angels and you have to believe there is a falling angel by the name of Satan. And that there is a spiritual realm and that we are spiritual beings housed in a body of clay. You have to believe that. If you don't believe that, and, and the Bible says to believe that, you have to have faith. The faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. I don't see it, but I'm going to choose to believe it. The same way you, every one of you had faith that our chairs in here would hold you. You didn't have to think about it. You just know. If you have trouble with that in the beginning, come anyway. God will help you with it. Because the Bible also says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if, as I'm telling you this, faith should start building in you. That maybe that preacher's right. Maybe I could dare to believe and shut up everything. Because the Bible, when I learned this, guys, when the Bible, when I, when I chose to believe, I, man didn't have to confirm it. God himself did. See, when I let all that go and just let my faith rise up in me and I choose that there is a God that forgives sins that create that 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 died on a cross took punishment for my sin was cleansed uh, uh, raised from the dead and washed me white as snow and took payment for my sin and I believe that and I'm restored and, and the Bible actually says I am now called a son of God because I just simply believe that that atonement existed you know that now I'm like him I mean, it's unbelievable. So, but as I'm praying and as I'm seeking God and Lord, oh, you've moved so hard this week. What do I say on Sunday morning? How do I top this, God? What, what do I say? Where do I go? And I think for too long, in my personal opinion, and it's okay, but I, I, I think the odds of this approach by Christian organizations the church of jesus christ and when i say that i speak of not a denomination i'm talking worldwide there's one church you'll never hear us there's always one church remember the bible says there's a way that seems right to man but in the end it leads to death see in a bible's way i'm catholic you're baptist he's lutheran he's methodist he's that's man's way that is not god's way that, that, is, that is, is what happens is you get, let's be real. I'm offended with you and I don't like the way you're doing things. I'm going to start my own church. That's not God. I'm going to start my own denomination and we're going to come to a really rude awakening. Instead of, and, and I'm telling you, the, the last day church, which is soon approaching, and what God is raising up after he's broke down and he's building up again, what we call the remnant the praying people of God are going to be someone that unites those denominations, that comes back and reforms that under the real church of Jesus Christ that's able to stand in the days that we have coming. And we have to teach you correctly. We have to lead correctly. Pastors are going to be held to a higher accountability. We're not, we have to speak truth. We are dying. The world is dying. 
You will never be able to leave this place. You'll never be able to go to any corner of the earth and hide from the glory of God anymore because today your ears have heard there is a way that leads to eternal life and it's Jesus Christ and you have a choice to make. What are you gonna do with that? We have a choice to make. What, what am I gonna do with that? The Bible says, Jesus was very clear, come to me all you that are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. But he also, and we focus on that and we love that because most of us when we came to Jesus, we came, and you've heard me say it a thousand times, for selfish ambitions. I need help. My life's a mess. I'm sick. I'm gonna die. Oh God, oh God, if you're real, show me. And, and, and that's okay. God understands that. He knows that. But I want to direct, if I will, real quick, and as we roll in, we have three baptisms to do, so not, uh, it won't be a, a, a whole afternoon, but uh, so we'll be able to move through that. But yes, praise God. Awesome. Yes, man. So uh, we have two pools. We have a cold one and a warm one. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, I want, leading up to this, I want to direct your attention to this, guys. Listen, and, and the story, the, the book of Luke, um, and, and the book of Luke, uh, chapter 14, and uh, I couldn't shake this, and I'm going to share it with you, because I think it'll touch every one of us, old and new. You have an invitation through the whole 66 books I, I'm, I'm going to try to be um, real uh, in my speaking today. I'm going to try to paraphrase uh, a lot just to make it simple and, and try to help n the new believers that are in the house understand a little bit and those that maybe are unsure and you're seeking. And it's okay to come here saying, you know what, Pastor, I don't know if there's a God. I don't know if all this stuff's real, but I'm here, I'm listening. I'm seeking. The Bible says if you seek me, you'll find me. So praise God, you're in the right place. Because if the word says you seek him, you'll find him, you'll find him. You seek him with a whole heart. So um, 66 books here, written over a, a period of about 1,500 years. And uh, from cover to cover, 44 author, authors. So Let's, let's nip that, a book written by man, no, 66 books written by 44 men under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost over 1,500 years, and it tells the same story. Some didn't even know each other. That there alone, I mean, you couldn't have known, like Pastor said. You, you just couldn't. And not to contradict, and it all tell one story, and all of it lead up to one, and the Old Covenant and the New Covenant... There's so much to learn. Those three that have decided to learn and to drink from the cup of righteousness, you have got a road ahead of your life that you can't even possibly fathom. The goodness, the blessing, and even in hard times and hardships, you're blessed. You have a peace that will surpass all understanding. We don't come here to earn our way to heaven we don't stand up here and and 
and do religious acts like put money in an offering plate and 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 go to school you're not you didn't sign up for a social club you didn't sign up for a, a, a any kind of club you signed up for eternal life and we are all if you caught the the message here a couple weeks ago on that road of sanctification and being sanctified and being set apart yes the gospel is clear we have a choice to make and I think, Pastor, sometimes we, we talk about where I was going, all the goodness and what God can do for us, and, and he can save you, and he'll take you away, and he's a healer, and, 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 and he'll take your pain away, and take, take, and it's all, and it's what we hear is, oh, how much I can get. And some of us come to God thinking, well, I'll just add, well, that sounds pretty good. I'll just add that to my resume. <laughs> I got a boat, I got a house, I got some land, I got some Jesus, I got some... And it's like we just bring Jesus alongside. And well, hey, well, might as well. But Jesus knows that heart. And this portion of Scripture, and I'll just start reading it, um, at verse 25, chapter, Luke chapter 14, verse 25, I'll read it, share my heart, and we'll get on to baptismal. But I want you to know what Jesus is saying here. These are... Uh, there were a great multitudes with him. Um, and he turned and said to them. Now, a multitude, I would say probably three or four times of the people that are probably in here even. When they say a multitude in the Bible, there's a multitude of people. Filled this whole building shoulder to shoulder. Multitude. And he turned and he said, Listen, if any man come to me and hate not his father and his mother and his wife, and his children and brethren and sisters yeah even his own life he cannot be my disciple and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me he cannot be my disciple for which of you intending to build a tower sit, sitteth down uh, sitteth not down first to count the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold him begin to build this start to mock him. Saying this, uh, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Ha, 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 ha. Or what king or what general or what army, let's put it in today's, what nation going to war against another nation sitteth not down first to consult whether he is able with 10,000 men to meet him that comes with 20,000 men. I don't think you, you, a, a general would sit down and take counsel, right? He'd think about, hey, I got to make a plan here and I got to consider the cost. So when you hear things, I guess is what I'm presenting today to you is we as Christians, to say that we are Christians, to make a choice to go through what you've done this week or we're doing continually to say I want to be Christ-like and I believe in this it's a call to change it's a call to count the cost if you will and that's what Jesus is saying here if you're gonna be my disciple let me back up when he says the word hate so I don't uh, in the King James Version here um, he's saying love less than basically so if or love more than so if 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 I come to God and I want to 
love my own life more than him, I can't really be his disciple. Because being a disciple of Christ is dying to yourself once, dying to your self-wills, dying to your own abilities, talents, everything that's in you to live a life here on earth. You're saying, God, I surrender all my will and I pray that your will be done in my life. That's submitting to a lordship. That's submitting to Jesus saying, I want you. I've messed up. Come on, guys. We mess, we mess it all up. If you haven't yet, you will. I promise you. If you have not messed your life up yet, you will or you're on the road too and that's why you're here. Or you've been there, you've been redeemed, you've been restored, and you've learned the lesson I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm going to bow to it. I'm going I'm to have Jesus do it. He's, he's better. He's a good father. He knows best for my life. He knows what job I should have. He knows what career I, I should take. He knows what college I should go to. He, he knows it all. I'm just going to listen to him. How do you listen to him? You read his word. You pray. He'll talk to you. Remember what I said? Seek him. You'll find him. So listen what he's saying here. If, you, if you're willing, if, if you don't count these costs, or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an, an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. So verse 33, so likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? If neither is fit for the land, nor yet for a dunghill, but men cast it out. He that hath ears, let him hear, is what he's saying. So, going to my notes, what happened after this to the multitudes? Earlier in his ministry, John explained Jesus did not commit himself to them, the multitudes, because he knew all men. He had no need that anyone should testify of man, for he knew what was in man, according to John 2, 24 through 25. Jesus was fully aware of most people's faith, basically. Superficial and self-centered, regardless of whatever lip service was paid to him, he understood the human tendency to become swept up in emotion and miraculous signs. He knew that most people were only interested in what they could get. He knew it, and he knew it of us. So Jesus instructed his followers to count the cost of discipleship. But what does that mean? How can you count the cost of following? See, here's the thing. If I mislead you as a pastor, or Pastor Lonnie, or Pastor Colleen, or any ministry team in this church, if we mislead you, uh, in a way, come, all that you are weary. Yes, that's part of the gospel, and we will not preach gospel in part here. That's part of it. Come, God will heal you. Jesus is a healer. Come, and he'll, you'll get rich, and, and, you know, we don't preach prosperity. That's why those, those churches are falling. That's why that gospel is falling. That's a false Jesus. You can't buy God. You can't, can't, just by coming to Jesus doesn't reward you that you now you're automatically financially blessed. You, you coming to Jesus doesn't mean that you get all these. Yes, you do get a lot of benefits. <laughs> you get peace that surpasses all understanding. You get provision. You get to hide. You have the God of this universe that's for you, not against you. There's many benefits, but it's not in a selfish way. 
those come after you've died to self. After money was not your pursuit, Jesus was. Then maybe you're blessed among men. See, there's so many lessons that you have to learn in between there, and it's costly. So he's saying, hey, if you're going to be my disciple here, are you willing to show up to Christmas or dinner and not partake with what the other families, what you, tradition may have you partake in? Are you willing to say to your mother or your brother or your sister, I've changed my way, the one that you know and the person that you knew of is no longer alive because I heard the gospel that said, if, I'm, if a man be born again, he is a new creation. Jesus said, unless a man be born again. Guys, this is not a saying. This is not, a, 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 well, I, I said it. The Bible commands, that, and, and, and Jesus himself said, unless a man be born again, he cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. Well, what does born again mean? Nowhere does that suggest that we just add Jesus to our life. Born again? Nicodemus, the, the, who he was saying that to, said, how, how, how does that happen? Do I just jump back into my mother's womb and start all over? I mean, he was literally asking. Do I not enter? What are you, what are you talking about, born again? And Jesus said, that that is born of flesh must be born of the Spirit. The only way we're born of the Spirit is to believe the, 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 the testimony in the gospel, the good news that God had shared with mankind and accept Jesus for an atonement for our cut-off relationship with God. When we accept Jesus Christ, only Jesus Christ, the world would suggest that there's many ways to God and that's your G, that's fine, you're this and you're that and I'm that and, and, and hey, if that's the way that, uh, you know, they're worshiping God and just because they don't believe in Jesus and they believe in uh, some uh, Muhammad or whatever, or Muhammad or whoever he is, there's nowhere in the canonization of the word that says I have to respect that. I have to be a truth speaker and say no. The word of God says no man cometh to Father God, the creator. Now, if you're talking about a different God, okay, but if you're talking about Jehovah, I am that I am, the creator of heaven and earth that formed mankind, every race, every creed out of the dust of the earth and formed him and blew into his nostrils and, and gave us life. If you're talking about that God and the, and, and the God that we were separated by uh, the sin and the fall of man of the first man, Adam, well, that God says, I need to go through the second man, Adam, that got it right, which is Jesus Christ. That's it. One day you will find out. The Bible says every knee will bow. Every mouth will confess. Every religion, every form of religion, every man, every king, every president, every actor, everybody in the face of the planet's knee will bow and say, you are Jesus Christ, you are Lord. This is, so you're signing up. Jesus is saying, when, when, believe in this. Believe in this. That God loved you so much. I laid my life out for mankind that you will live. 
believe this, and then when you believe this, be baptized. <laughs> no other God died for you, like the pastor said. You know, that, that there alone has won uh, nations. Well, our, well our, uh, you know, by reasoning, you can be in Cambodia, and that's big to them. They say, well, he, well, he never died. Our God doesn't die. It's, you notice uh, other religions and different religions of the world say you die for your God. Oh, if you die for your God, you go straight to eternal life. Have you heard that? We're the, Christianity is the only one that says, no, you live, I died for you. I put myself in the place of punishment of an eternal holy God to pay for your ways. So I guess the invitation continues throughout the week. That is good news that we have eternal life through Jesus Christ. But I have a cost that's costly to me. And it's what it means by that is what are you going to decide? When are you, are, are you going to choose to be a disciple of Christ? Are you going to choose to, a disciple is a disciplined follower, just so we get that straight. Doesn't, when you say I'm going to be a disciple, doesn't say you're going to be a, a pastor up here. You might be. You know, you might be an evangelist. You may, I mean, everyone, if you really accept the call, you, I mean, you are, we are, we're all, we're all pastors, we're all evangelists, we're all, once you understand this faith, every one of you in this room is counseling biblically probably somebody, whether it's a family member, a neighbor, or some of you, you've said, hey, this isn't the way, I can know a better way. Uh, so you, you, you do become that. So we have that choice. So this challenge is count the cost. He's basically saying that we must make a full commitment. He asked the multitudes, for which of you intending to build the tower that we talked about, he's asking for, which, which, which one of you are going to be fully committed? Fully committed to be able to say, I'm going to seek you, God. I'm going to look for you. I'm going to tell the world, and I'm going to tell my family the person that you once knew is now dead and Jesus now lives in me and I'm going to live a new life. The old person has passed away. And that's what baptism recommends, rep represents. The, the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's, the next step for you, it represents that I no longer live, and when I go down in this water, I am dying to myself. It's no longer my will that I live anymore. We have, that's the first thing when you start saying, no more, I can't be selfish anymore. The world tells you it's all about you. Do what makes you happy. I'm telling you that is wrong. Truth says, Love your neighbor more than yourself or as yourself. Do unto others as you do, as you would do, you know what I'm saying? Do unto others as you'd want done unto you, right? No greater love than a brother lay down his life. Kind of the same sense when I, I'm dying in that and when I come up out of that water, I am signifying I am 
what, what's happened to some of you, all of us, and some of you new, fresh this week that are being baptized today is what's happened to you in your heart is that you're giving us and your friends and your family, and hopefully they're here, you're saying to the world and to a church two things. One, the Steve that you knew yesterday dies today. The guy that was always mad, the guy that was always raging, the guy that was this way or that way. And I'm not saying I'm perfect overnight, and you're not saying that. That's not what this says. That does, it doesn't say all of a sudden I've chose Jesus and, and my life is just fantastic, perfect, and, and, and sin remain, it doesn't remain in me no more. No, that's not what that says. It says the sin that remained in you uh, has been wiped clean from this for, uh, way forward and that it's been atoned for. So now I'm going to live and follow Christ and, and do everything I can and sin no more according to his commandments, saying I know what road this got me on. I know that... Hey, when I lived this way and acted this way, this is what I got. This was my reward. It was death, right? So when, when I go down in this water, I'm coming up and I'm telling you all, number one, that I am a new creation. I've died with Christ. I've been risen with him as a new man, a new woman. And then you're also telling, you're telling your friends and family, but you're also telling the church, I'm one with you now. I'll come under your instruction, your leadership, your guidance, you can speak into my life, not tell you what to do, help you, teach you, disciple you. The great commission, Jesus said, is go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Once you tell this truth, Steve, baptize them. When we go into that baptismal, I am absolutely positively sure, and I think we just assume too much sometimes, that everyone's just been baptized. But I'm telling you, if you're in this place, there is no perfect time to be baptized than now. You don't have to wait for the stars to align right. You don't have to wait for the beautiful lake. You don't have to wait. There's water. There's a, a disciple in any one of you, any one of us, according to the Bible. The Bible doesn't say it has to be pastor. The Bible says go and baptize. If another believer can baptize another believer, so that's another way of man that's been distorted in the church. You should be baptizing people in your neighborhood block, man. Because here's the thing. When we get baptized, and Pastor, I believe this with all my heart, and I haven't spoken a lot, but I think there's they're so important to be water baptized to God and to Jesus. He was the first. He saw, before he even started his ministry, really, he went and seeked out John the Baptist and said, I, baptize me. But it's almost... Uh, I think it almost will, 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 will boost a Christian into their first walk. I think you try, here's what happens. You try to, you make a choice for Christ and you, and you, and you hear all this stuff. Well, now you got to do this and now you got to do that. And now you can't do this and now you got to do this and read your Bible and make sure you're praying. And, and man, you're just like, boom, 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 boom. You know, man, oh man, I didn't know I was signing up for all this. Well, Jesus says, well, count, count the cost. He goes, but that water baptism brings all that under alignment because of the obedience and the blessing that you'll get from God. So I'm just, as we wrap this up, I wanted to understand, I wanted to let everyone in this room understand what a disciple is. It's change of direction. It's change. 
I was going this way. My life is not going the way it needs to be. I believe there's a God, and I'm going to choose him. I'm going to change, and I, I want this, number one, I want the gift of eternal life. I want, I want to be put in right standing with God the Father. I want to be made right. And by proving my, that I'm not giving lip service and that, Jesus, I'm not coming to you on just about getting something, I'm telling you I'm making a dedication to you and your body that I am going to be your disciple and I'm going to seek you. It's the kind of thing in the decision that says, at the end of the day, I will die for Christ if I have to. And you could take a survey of Christians today that if I was to strip them of all their pleasures and all their, they have in their life, would they curse God or would they bless God? Makes me wonder sometimes. See, the call of God, the gospel, the call of, to live for Christ is to come as you are. It sure is. It's not stay as you are, but it's to lose everything. Some of us, like myself, literally will lose everything, and God will build back. Some never had to really lose everything, but were able to be built and restored. But that's the call that's out there today. That's the call that, that, that says, I can be hated by all. I can be hated by my family. When I say hated, misunderstood. It's so fast. I remember... Um, when my wife got saved and God just really came in. And when I say saved, saved from what? Saved from hellfire. Saved from what you've seen dramatized this week on stage. It's real. That's when, when we say saved, that's what we're saying saved from. You're saved from eternal separation from God. Her family was like, just give me a minute. Give me a minute. And she's like, we well, you don't, know, you know, remember that? And they said this, well, Robin, it just happens so fast. It does happen so fast. Come on. <laughs> you, were new, you were this way, and you came and responded to a call from heaven, and now you're this way. You know of eternal change. And it's what I'm saying here today. If you know that you've been internally changed by God, and that you don't, you, you're sin sick, that's what that, you feel it. I don't want to be that way anymore. I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to be that husband anymore. I don't want to be that boss anymore. I don't want to be that employee no more. I don't want to, I don't want to, I just don't, I feel dirty. I don't want to do these things that make me feel dirty. And you, you, you'll start to feel that churn in you. And, and God starts to clean you up. That's when you come and say, man, fully immerse me. Let me die. Let me, let me get on with my new life. Amen. So how many want to get baptized now? Dunk me twice, dunk me three. You know what? There, there is no, there is no instruction in the Bible. You know, some people have have, have kind of lost their way as a Christian, and they come back to the faith and and said, "Hey, I just, I'm starting fresh again. I just want to be baptized." It's, you know, that's that's fine. Think of it this way, though: when you're being baptized in water, I wanted to say this earlier. Think of a marriage covenant, but not in the way that the world would present a marriage covenant, the way God intended a marriage covenant to be till death do us part. This is the ceremonial, like a wedding ceremony, that you are going to marry, 
and that you are going to take this oath and that you're going to say, I don't know my future. I am not perfect. I know you love me, God. I'm coming as I am. And I'm saying, have your way in my will and, and my life and be my Lord of my life. And it's okay not to understand that. So there's two calls here, really. For, for us that know this truth, it should just be a yes, amen. That's what, that's what we're here to do. If you're in this place and you've never, you've never even acknowledged that Christ is the way, that you've never even acknowledged that, hey, you mean this gets, I don't have to fight this life? I don't have to work this uh, myself? And that, that Jesus can restore me and give me eternal life? You've never made the decision to say, you know what? I want that decision. I want that for my life. I want that for my family. I'm going to tell you, I was a generational curse breaker in my family. I come from a very, very, very uh, way out there bloodline. And to this day, I'm the only one in my bloodline serving God in the true sense. But that generate, you know, that it takes a minute. Now, the ones behind me, now I've had some go before me, nephews and mother, and, and I've been able to influence and lead them to Christ where I know they're spending eternity with God. That would have never happened without Jesus saving me. That would never have happened without me as a, a, a young uh, 20-something-year-old man uh, being tossed and, 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 and stripped of everything that this world had, followed all the dreams. That's why I love when Austin sings that song, um, I've searched the world, I searched this world. I searched it everywhere. Been places that most people have never even can imagine going. Been there, seen that, done that. I've searched the city, I've searched the country, I've searched other countries, I've searched everywhere. And I could not find the goodness. I could not find peace. I could not find anything that God brought to me. I've been to places and done things and seen things that would make you some of my Christians, brothers and sisters, tremble and can't even possibly imagine it. And there's words that can't even explain it. And you almost would feel judged if I did. That's how nasty and bad I was. My father... This is my bloodline. My biological father stabbed his own brother in the heart and killed him, my uncle. So what would that take? What kind of history, what kind of blood, what was, what was, what was spoken over me? Jesus said, not today. I'm taking that one right there, and I'm pulling him out, and he's going to change a whole generation. And I'm going to raise up sons and men that are going to be different and they'll never have to go where dad went, right? Raise up a child in the righteousness, not to be judgmental, not to be better than anybody. The, the Christ follower is the one that's just dead to everything, including themselves. They're not hypocritical. They're messed up. They've been messed up. They just, they're people that have just said, you know what, grown men, it's okay, come cry. Because you'll cry one day. You'll meet the Lord. You'll meet him. Cry now. Die now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't, the world tells you you're tough. You're not tough. I met Jesus in such a way that I trembled so bad. And I knew that I was created. He revealed to me, and that's one thing I knew. I was a created being, and the creator was in the room. 
And he started speaking to me and touching me. And I was like, oh, no, this is, this is, and, and you know what? It's because I seeked him. He didn't, he just didn't pop out of the blue. I made this decision today to say, I choose you, Jesus. I don't know anything about you, but I'm going to believe you. I need hope. I need help. I want to know you. And it immediately followed water baptism. And I believe that catapulted me into uh, knowing him. So with that being said, if anybody, um, I'm just going to do this. I hate this, but I just want to do this for the moment. I don't want to not, and I do this more for you, not me. But if everybody could just kind of get in that secret place, maybe close your eyes, bow. Um, we do this so that uh, someone like when I was came to the Lord, I was in a church setting like this. And, you know, the enemy is really, he's really, the Satan is real. And is what he's doing right now is, is he's trying to talk you out of making a decision for Christ to go full in. Maybe you're a person in here that, yeah, you believe in God and you're doing things and you're going to church and you're trying to seek God and you're trying to be a disciple, but you're adding it to what you have. There's really no crucifixion. There's really no dying to self. There's no reading of the word. There's no... Uh, cultivating a relationship. There's no uh, plugging into his church and his ministry and, and, and what we call an all-in sellout. And that's what Jesus is inviting here. Let me tell you something he said. You got to be an all-out sellout to be my disciple. You got to be willing to lay it all down. Maybe you're that person in here and you just want to uh, rededicate and you want to do something and we, we want to pray for you. And you want to say, God, I got get me off the fence here. What am I doing here? I don't want to play games anymore. There are those people. Maybe you're in this place and you've never said, and maybe there's just something today that will let faith ignite in you enough to say, I believe, I believe, I believe. If that's you, just give me a, a quick hand raise and I'll pray with you. And, and we, we want to make sure you don't miss an opportunity for eternity. And we mainly want to, don't want to make sure, thank you, we, don't want to, we want to make sure that you um, don't miss this water baptism. And if you're here to think that um, you're doing this to earn God's love in water baptism and that you said a little prayer and that you're hoping that this is uh, saving you, this isn't saving you. This doesn't say, water baptism does not save you. It's a it's a, a marriage, it's a ceremony. Get that? It's a ceremony of what's happened in your spirit. It's a ceremony uh, to let your friends and family know, I am new. I, I know I've said this already. I'm new again. I'm fresh. I'm clean. I've been washed by the blood of Jesus. The person that you knew is now dies today, and I'm telling you, mom, dad, brother, sister, I can't do that anymore. I'm not going to be that way anymore because I've come to the knowledge of, the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus and that he's a holy God. Know that you're signing up for that choice. I don't want to sit here and dunk you just to say we dunked or we baptized and you go on and you don't become a disciple. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to make disciples. We're here to say who's coming? Who's going to come unto the Lord and, and, and turn away? Wide is the road, the Bible says, to destruction. And many go there. But narrow is the way to eternal life, and few find it. That's scary. If the Bible calls something wide, I imagine it's pretty wide. And if the Bible says something is 
narrow. I, I assume it's narrow. Few find it. That's scary to me. So, Father, I praise you for you, your goodness. I thank you, Lord, for your message of hope. I thank you, God, today as we dedicate new disciples, that we have a ceremony, God, and that you celebrate in heaven with us as we follow in obedience to your word of water baptism. Lord, we have dedicated our life to you. I thank you for the, the cross. I thank you that our sins have been removed and that we have reasoned together, Lord, as your word says, and though my sin is in crimson bread, it'll be made white as snow. I thank you, Lord, for that cross and the blood of Jesus that makes me white as snow. I believe in that atonement, and I'm here today to signify that atonement by being baptized in water, Lord. I want the world to know that I'm a disciple of Christ and that I'm pursuing you and I'm changing and I've repented, I've turned away from the road that I was on and I'm getting on a new road. And I'm saying to this church, I've come here to have you baptize me and have you disciple me, to speak into my life, to, to show me and, and, and help me understand who Christ is. We thank you, Lord, for everyone in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen.